Hello and welcome to Cage Fighting. It's your main man, Andy Gillard here. Hope everyone's keeping well during the spooky season. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to Goth Christmas, which is the stupidest holiday of the year. Uh, me speaking second obviously means one thing, that Tara has put a curse on Matthew for uh, his new metal stance a few weeks ago. Uh, so he's, <laughs> he's not here today. Uh, instead we have Ash, third place. Hi. Yeah, unfortunately, Matt can't be with us tonight. He's been kidnapped and we're currently in negotiations with his tormentors. Hopefully we'll get him back for next week. Um, as Stu pointed out, it's goth Christmas time. So because it's goth Christmas, we get our favourite actor from the uh, the realms of the horror. <laughs> Mr. Ash Dolan is back once again to discuss all things spooky. Um, we were supposed to be doing Red Rock West but because of Matt's absence, we've decided to change it round. We'll be doing that next week. This week, we'll be doing something a bit more horrific. <laughs> uh, before we get on to that, though, um, have we seen any good, decent horror films, either in the cinemas or on Netflix or, or wherever, really? Ash, anything that tickled your fancy lately? I don't know about good. I, I watched uh, the new Halloween movie. Um, it was a film. That, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go too far into it, but it was a film. I, I, I watched a film. That's about as good as I can do. I, I've not, I mean, I still haven't watched last year's mostly because you hated it and I've never been a massive Halloween fan, so I just didn't bother. Is it worse than last year's? It depends on where you go, where you stand on it, because it. I don't think the film knows what it is. It changes its its depiction of what Michael is about three or four times, and then it, for the big final showdown that it's been advertised as, Michael's barely in it. Um, Mm. Jamie Lee Curtis, she's barely in it. it. They're not the main characters. It's it's an abomination. Mm. I mean, but by all accounts from what I've heard, it's Halloween ends, but it's more like Jamie Lee Curtis ends, and everything else is still wide open to continue the the series and ad infinitum. Mm. It's about that, pretty much. Um, I can't believe that she's had a part of it. I think she was a producer on it. I can't believe she signed off on it because it's tarnished her legacy, if anything else, I think. Oh, that's uh, that's not a good statement, is it? No. <laughs> uh, Stu, have you seen anything better or worse than Halloween Ends? Well, I'm like you. I didn't see that last year's for this exact reason. That mm. I mean, that th it's so odd, though, because I mean, I liked the kind of reboot sequel. I didn't mind that one at all. And then, mm. for whatever reason, it seemed to just completely fall off the off a cliff and <laughs> to the point where I had no interest in in, what, in the space of a whole year of even catching up with it. So, it's not a film, but I'm going to put it in there anyway because the Dharma series, how truly awful it is. Mm. And awful in its subject matter, not the quality, because I think the, the quality in the acting is as good as Netflix have done for a while. Um, but it's that horrific that we were watching it and Annabelle tapped out after four episodes. And I can't, she's, she said, I can't watch this anymore. It's too, it's too disturbing. Yeah. And I think the fact that it's re obviously real as well and it happened and it heightens that. But 
it's one of them where I have I've not binged it. I've watched like one every two days, <laughs> um, just because it's it's not nice. Is it? It's not it's not enjoyable to watch, but it's riveting at the same time. Um, and for this time of year when we have to watch these kind of things by law, um, I'd say that's probably as as tormented as you're going to watch uh, that you can find for uh, at this time of well. On, on a legitimate streaming platform at the minute, just go and watch Dharma. Ten episodes of gruesome nonsense, which is just very, very bad. Mm. It's been on my list. It's just finding ten hours spare to watch it, really. It's the problem. Evan uh, Peters is very good on it, though. Yeah. Like, he's, fair he's... play to him. Mm. Evan Peters is always great in everything. I feel like he, he's missing a proper breakout performance on the big screen. But on the uh, on the TV screen, like he's never less than ten out of ten. I think he's excellent. And hopefully, when the new American Horror Story, I don't know if he's going to be in the, the latest season, but fingers crossed, we'll get something there from him. Um, for myself, I watched a film on Netflix called Mister Harrigan's Phone. Um, it stars Jack Bauer's dad, Donald Sutherland, who plays some old chap who dies, and this kid puts his phone in his coffin with him. And then he starts getting text messages from him from beyond the grave. Um, absolutely fuck all happens in the film. It, it had like quite an interesting little premise. And then it just sort of plods along and ends. It was really disappointing. So I'd say to give that one a miss if you're looking for anything. I know within the next week or so, we've got four Guillermo del Toro films coming out. So that will be my, uh, my Halloween view and will be those films. I'm very excited about it. Uh, the other Halloween fit or horror film that I wanted to make mention of was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I absolutely loved that film. I, you know, you sometimes you watch a film and you think I could quite. I mean, it might just be the film student in me, but I, I could quite happily write an essay about this film. <laughs> there is so much going on on so many different levels, and I enjoyed it both as like an interesting thought piece about what it's like to be a Zoomer. And also, I enjoyed it for being a schlocky, silly bollocks horror film. Like, it, it had everything on both ends of the spectrum and everything in between. It was really enjoyable. I had a great time with it. And also watched The Invitation, which looks on the trailers, looked like it was going to be similar silly bollocks. And it just wasn't. It was just terrible. So I'd say to give that one a miss as well. Uh, moving on, so the question cast this week, what we're actually going to do is a tournament-style knockout to determine who is the greatest horror villain of all time. There are 15 names and two which will be battling out to take up the 16th position, and then we'll work through knocking out the, the baddest bad guy until we get down to the absolute final. It'll be the final bad guy rather than the final girl in this one. Uh, so we have got Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers, Leatherface, Ghostface, Pennywise, Chucky, Jigsaw, Pinhead, Norman Bates, Predator, the Xenomorph, Hannibal, Candyman, Dracula, and battling it out first up for the wild card. It's a classic pair of the Wolfman and the Invisible Man. Uh, we'll get straight into it. So Ash, out of that pairing, Invisible Man or Wolfman, which one are you sending through to play in the tournament proper? Wolfman. Okay. Any reason why? <laughs> it's hard because Invisible Man, you don't. 
I'm just thinking of if I was in that scenario, you can't see Invisible Man. And those two films that I've seen genuinely like kind of not, they kind of spook you because you obviously you won't know where he is unless you obviously got a bag of flour in front of you. <laughs> uh, um, but it's got to be the Wolfman, hasn't it? American Werewolf in London alone is just, that's it, that's the tipping point. Okay. Okay, I'm going to pin my colours onto the Invisible Man mast. I think the last Invisible Man film is absolutely exceptional. It's not very often that I feel the tension rise quite in the way that it did on the Invisible Man. I thought it was excellent. And it's the fact that you can't see him. Like, you can run away from Wolfman, but you can't really from Invisible Man because he could be anywhere. And the other thing with the Wolfman, I, I always remember a film called The Munster Club, which I think was out in the late 80s. And my overriding memory is two teenage boys arguing whether or not a wolfman has a pair of bollocks. And then they kicked him in the balls because that's how they managed to escape from him. So he's a bit of a pussy if a shot to the testicles puts him down. So for me, it's the invisible man. Stu, you've got the decider on this one. Hmm. I mean, you, you think the invisible man has got no powers as other than being invisible. and But then... As soon as he uses some kind of weapon, you're going to see the weapon. So it kind of defeats the object. And you, you're still talking about a man with wolf powers who's who's invariably going to be very strong against someone who you just can't see. So taking the bollocks technicality aside, <laughs> what what damage can a, a normal man do to a wolf man, even if you can't see him? I mean, <laughs> Andy said he can outrun a wolf. <laughs> well, well, not, I'd, be I'd be fine. Not, unless you're Nigel Pearson, then then that's a different story. I mean, Invisible Man was always like it's a pervert dream, eh? I mean, that, everyone thought about that as a, as a teenage boy. I mean, let's let's get it right. But yeah, I'm with Ash. I mean, it's got to be Wolfman just just for the sheer power of it. Because uh, if if your weakness is a bag of flour, then that says it all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but your weakness as the Wolfman is a bit of cloud. <laughs> Job done. Anyway, okay, he's gone through. He's going through into the first round proper here. Uh, so the first tie I've put into a random generator and I've come up with Michael Myers versus Pinhead in the first tie. Um, right, so how are we going to do it? is you're going to have 30 seconds to sell that character. You don't have to vote for that character in the end. You may decide the other one is the better of the two. So to start it off, Ash, tell us some good things about Michael Myers. He's the originator, really, of the slasher flick. Um, also with Laurie Strode. Well, I can't really go with Laurie, but the mask is iconic. He doesn't need anything else rather than just his aura he doesn't run he just he's there he's swift um and fuck me that knife does damage for a normal <laughs> for a normal kitchen knife he does some damage with it um the original ones are just fantastic and how they build the tension and how he can be in your eye in the corner of your eye one moment and then you look and he's gone it's beautiful how he moves so with that that's probably where you can go with Jay Michael is building of tension. Cool. Stu, 30 seconds on Pinhead, both the original and you can even include the new one if you've seen the latest iteration of it. 
No, I ain't seen the new one, so I'll, I'll base it on the original. But it's body horror, it's finest, isn't it? I mean, you look at look just looking at him, it's it's one of them where in the in the video shop it, it was covered in the uh, in the nineties because it was so bad. I mean, just to, just to look at him and having the, the 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 pair of another world and there's no getting out of it. It's it's one of them things where it will play on your mind more than anything else because what can you do? How can you escape that kind of permanent masochistic torture hmm. that you're uh, you're setting yourself up for? And there's thirty seconds, right? Okay, so uh, I'll go first on the voting. I I like the idea of it being a body horror, and I find body horror generally more interesting. But I think Michael Myers is the best bad guy. Ash. Uh, I, I, sorry, Pinhead, but it's Michael. It has to be Michael. He, the original film alone, the way it, it has to be him. And Stu, is this a clean sweep for Michael Myers? Probably, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> despite saying what I just said, I mean, you, you're still talking about a psychopath against the other world, ain't you? Um, yeah, clean. Make it a clean sweep. Pinhead is banished. That's fair. Uh, the next tie is Jigsaw versus Predator. Um, I'm here to talk about Jigsaw. I think Jigsaw, the genius behind the character, is the fact that he doesn't actually get out there and kill people. He's the one who will set the traps quite literally in order to, to hurt people. But it's not him who's doing it. He's using their past against them. Narratively, I think Jigsaw is a very interesting character in that we get his whole lifespan throughout the Saw and even the sequels that come after it. And it's not very often we get that from the get-go in these horror films. We usually just get a very uh, glossed-over version for three or four films and then do a deep dive into the back catalogue. And I think by making Jigsaw a human made him so much more interesting. Uh, That's 30 seconds. Uh, Stu, you're up for Predator. I mean, the Predator is basically an alien version of a Texan. I mean, let's be honest. He's just <laughs> with, with better weaponry and just there to just purely hunt for fun. And what more? what's more villainous than killing innocent creatures? There is none. He's got no, he's got no soul. He doesn't care. Hunting for trophies. Whatever they are, just to, just to keep them as a collection on his mantelpiece in his little ship. That's all you need to know. So, and... He's got a mouth like a pussy, which is always good. So, (laughs) (laughs) for that reason alone, there you are. (laughs) Excellent. Ash, who's going through here? Um, For the fact that he rips their spine out and takes their skull, I'm taking Predator. Stu? Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, Jigsaw's got no backstory on Predator anyhow, has he? So, he doesn't care. There is no past to uh, to dominate, so in this case, Predator wins. Yeah, I completely agree. It's a clean sweep again. I think Predator is infinitely more interesting because he doesn't have that that lumbering dog shit backstory from the Saw films that I spoke about. <laughs> They're really crap. I understand why people love them. It's just not for me. Uh, moving on to the next round is Wolfman versus Pennywise. Ash, you're up to... Talk good things about Pennywise the Clown. <laughs> I, did, I didn't do that on purpose. I have been mugged off here. <laughs> 30 seconds on Pennywise to say good things about him. Yeah. He is the one character in all of this list that I genuinely cannot watch 
Ever, having a fear of clowns <laughs> is genuinely the one I can't watch properly. I, when I was bad as a young infant, my mum would sit me down in front of the TV and leave, leave it on. So he is genuinely terrifying, in my opinion. So that is the best things I can say about that horrible fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um, in regards to Wolfman, the he's a classic horror villain for a reason. He's that mixture between humanity and the primal nature of human. Like he's he's the link between where we were and where we are. So I think it's quite an interesting polarization of a character. Um, it, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to say anything because I do think Pennywise is one of the all-time great characters, but. Wolfman is interesting more than I think he's great. I, I really struggle to think of anything fantastic to, to really sell him. Um, I'm going to go straight into the vote on this. Pennywise gets my vote. He is much more terrifying than Wolfman. Like I, I can't defend it. Ash, are you going to put the bad guy through here or are you going to pussy out of it? I'm going to stay with the sanctity of the thing and with the sanctity of the tournament and the Honesty of the tournament. I'm going to have to put Pennywise through. <laughs> Stu, is this the third clean sweep? Yeah, and just because we have to talk about him again in the next <laughs> round. and <laughs> I just get ever more red and the, the, and the sweat pouring down his face. But yeah, I mean, shape-shifting evil clown. What's that to hate? It's the, the most terrifying thing ever, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next tie is Leatherface versus Hannibal Lecter. Stu, you're up for the defence of Leatherface, please. So I already mentioned in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Leatherface is exactly what you expect people in Texas to actually be like. I mean, they're left alone in the <laughs> in the wilderness with their family where they're all related to each other. And it obviously plays with the Reds. And again, to be so tapped that you want to wear something like that and go around chopping people up with a chainsaw, then... <laughs> There's there's no reasoning with people like this is so this is the, the this is going to be a recurring thing about some of these villains on here. They're so far gone that it makes them even more terrifying. Even if he's just a human person with issues, there's no reasoning with these people. So strength, deadly weapon, and a stupid mask. That's all you need. Excellent, excellent. Ash, Hannibal Lecter. Why is he worse? He said about. Uh what's scary about people you can't reason with. It's somebody who knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, and yeah. he doesn't have to raise his voice doing it. In the film that he's probably the most scariest, he's not the bad guy. But fuck me in Silence of the Lambs, you don't mess with fucking Hannibal Lecter. He is a fuck he is a nasty dude. He will fuck you up and he will make you he'll make you watch he he'll make you watch as he eats you. The saying about Dar D Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> I'm not nothing on Mr. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm, I, this is the one I'm probably most drawn on of all of the uh, the, the ties. I, I could quite easily go either way here. I think Hannibal Lecter possibly edges it just because the Texas Chainsaw sequels aren't as strong. I, I think I have to go on the films rather than the characters on this one don't think the sequels are great, but the first one is, whereas I think the Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Red Dragon, I think he's been in much better films. So for me, I am leaning towards Hannibal on this one. 
Stu? I mean, that scene in Hannibal where he feeds his own brain to him, and that was, I mean, I was very old when, relatively speaking, when that came out, and that stayed in my head for ages. Mm. <laughs> Coffee. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's all you can now say because you've got your own brain. I think you're going with a case of intellig- warped intelligence over brute force with this one. Um, and it is, I think you're right, this is really close. Um, hmm. Would he be uh, would he be able to wait with someone who's a bit thick? That's my that's my that's my only thing that I'm thinking of it purely by the competition rules and not by films. No, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go Leatherface just for just because of I don't think you can outwit someone who's got no brain. It's fair. I, I, I can't argue with your your reasoning at all. There, Ash, the deciders on yourself here. Um. Again, this is the toughest one so far but um one of them won best picture best director best actor best actress best adapted screenplay <laughs> so i'm gonna yeah, go with hannibal <laughs> i'm gonna have to go with hannibal that makes sense yeah all right so the next tie is the xenomorph up against Ghostface. Um, I'm here to rep Ghostface, and Stu, you'll be taking on the Xenomorph. Um, for me, Ghostface, I think he's probably the first real villain that came along during my formative years. I, I think that he has a place in modern society, probably more so than anyone else on this list who's come along since or before. He very much speaks to a, a specific period of time. And the fact that he has now managed to cross over to releasing another film, even this year, and it's still as interesting as it's ever been because of the fact that it's not just one person taking it. The character is iconic because it's so many different people, even within the world of the film itself. I've got to have my time. So that's my 30 seconds. Stu, why is it the Xenomorph? Because the Xenomorph's basically a big, scaly rabbit that all it cares about is reproducing. And if you're going to get in the way of that, then more fool you because your chest's going to get ripped, well, broken from the inside out. You got, there's no, there's no coming back once you get, once you face hugged, that's it. Job, job done, game over. Again, something that you can't reason with, something that will never stop. It's just there. It's horrible. It's terrifying and it's massive. And what more can you hate? This is this is the title for this this whole podcast. What more can you have? Because I think it was one of the first ones on this whole list that I actually saw as well as a cognizant adult, well, thirteen, fourteen year old. Um, yeah, just just horrible. Ash, what do you? I'm think? gonna go with the one that I've played many different games and they still make me jump. Alien Isolation, Alien mm-hmm. Fire Teams. The Xenomorph, he has so many different ways of just, you say, you've got your face hugging and you get your chest ripped out. You've got the acid blood. You've got all sorts. Evil bastard. I'm going with Xenomorph. Stu? Xenomorph. Easy. Yeah, I think think the character is the ultimate killing machine, isn't he? Or she, should I say. So Mm. it, it would be the one to go through. I think when it comes to the films that I don't. They're not all horror films. Is the only reason that I 
could possibly make an argument for Scream over Alien. But when you look at the game side of things, like isolation where you're being hunted by it is fucking terrifying. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm also going for the uh, Xenomorph on that one. Up next is Jason Voorhees versus Dracula. Ash, you're up for uh, Jason, please. Well, uh, my guy Jason, he knows exactly what he is. He'll take the it'll take the piss out of himself. The hockey mask is iconic. The machete is iconic. He doesn't lumber as much as J- as Michael does. He will get some moving on when he needs to. He will he'll punch your head off. He'll slice you up. He'll get you with a. Uh, He'll get you with an arrow. He'll do anything to you. He'll rip your body off. And if you've ever played Friday the 13th game, that's just as terrifying. He's a beautiful man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So for Dracula, Dracula is the original one. I mean, I know we spoke about Michael Myers being the first of, of this breed of hunter, but let's be honest. It all started way back when with Dracula in the books from like the 1600s or whenever it was. That's where horror was born, was in those texts. And Dracula was a big part of it. And the fact that it's still around today, still coming out. We've got a film next year with our saintly Nicolas Cage playing Dracula himself. So it's a fantastic one. He's terrifying. He can change into a bat. He could sneak into your room without you even seeing. He can turn invisible. And he could actually fuck you up whilst invisible, unlike the invisible man. And with Jason, we've already got Michael Myers. Why do we need Jason? (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't believe that for a second I'm just trying to <laughs> Stu Jason or Dracula hmm. I mean my first thought is that anything that can be, can be killed by well, or maimed by garlic <laughs> is a bit <laughs> stupid um, but then again it's the whole whippy link and I'll be going against my, my new heritage for the last 15 years to uh, yeah. to vote against <laughs> Dracula. So, yeah, I think Dracula just about for this one. Fair enough. Ash, I'll take it you're going to back Jason on this no, one. I'm always backing Jason. <laughs> I th- I'm properly drawn because I-, I think Friday the 13th is the most fun of all of those massive over-the-top franchises of horror. But I do think Dracula is probably a more interesting choice long like obviously the longevity of the character that has gone throughout the years. Oh, it's a, it's it's a tough choice that one is. Um, oh god, I'm I'm gonna go with Dracula because we've got Nick Cage playing Dracula next year, <laughs> if for no other reason. <laughs> uh, the next tie is Chucky versus Norman Bates. I'm here for Chucky. Right, Chucky was my like idle as a kid i loved it i was off sick for whatever reason my mom used to get a load of videos because she used to work at the spa and one of the videos was chucky and i ended up watching <laughs> on my own i remember my mom being really worried about me because it's a horror film and she was like just just laugh whenever anything bad happens so i think i've become a little bit psychotic that i just laugh whenever i see people get maimed uh, the tv show is fantastic that fucker is actually quite scary and the fact there's like 92 of them or whatever now across the world is amazing. He's a horrible little ginger bastard that you're trying to cave his face in. But you're also wanting to come back for that final scare as well. 
He's lovable, which makes him even more dangerous because you can take him to heart and then he will stab you through that same heart. So Chucky's the one for me. Stu, Norman Bates, please. I mean, you you could say that Norman Bates was given a, a horror VHS as a child and this by his mum and this is why he's the way he is. Um, <laughs> not saying that this is your destiny, Andy, but um, anyone who's that obsessed with their own mum's got issues out there, really. I mean, let's be honest. And the fact that he's... I mean, <laughs> the whole split personality thing is... I mean, I've met a couple of people with that in real life and it's terrifying. Like They go like that. But to have like the whole corpse thing and to truly believe it and to switch like that, it's it's the unpredictable nature of things again. When people are not in control, it's terrifying because you can't reason with it. And Bates Motel is the most underrated TV show of the last 20 years because no one's seen it. It wasn't cancelled and it's great. But however much you talk about it, you say, oh, go and watch it. Oh, well, no one ever does. Yeah, I did exactly that. I watched the first episode. Thought, oh, she's all right. I'll, I'll carry on. Never saw it again. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, Chucky versus Norman Bates. Who's winning there? Um, it's a tough one, really. Um, I think just for Bates Motel, I'm going to go for Norman Bates, I think. Fair. Um. Like, I think Psycho's probably my favourite film on this list. I don't think the sequels are up to much, though, to be honest. So, for me, Chucky has probably had the best life of all of the characters. And I think in a actual fight, I think Chucky would probably kill him. Because Norman's a bit weedy. So, <laughs> it's Chucky for me. Jim? I think if you actually put them next to each other, like in Mortal Kombat 11 or whatever... Um, like you said, Chucky is a nasty bastard who doesn't care. And that's infinitely more terrifying than a, a grown man with mommy issues. So, sadly, I think I'll have to, have to agree with Chucky with this one. Yeah, like like I said, I love Psycho. I think Psycho, it's, th- there's a reason why it's, like, what, 80 years old at this point? No, 62 years old at this point. And it's still spoke about in you know some of the highest regards. It's an excellent film. But yeah, I, I completely agree. So the last battle is Freddy Krueger versus the Candyman. Stu, you're up first to defend Freddy. I mean, Freddy Krueger is one of them one of them characters that not so much now, but at the time was was literally the stuff of nightmares. The whole burnt face thing. I mean, you see, I mean, you can't help but stare at people with burns anyway. Let alone having fucking knives on their hands, and they'll do anything to kill you when you're when you're at that the most vulnerable stage of being asleep. And the whole thing of not wanting to go to sleep when you're especially knackered is terrifying. <laughs> and it's one of the things that, and it must have got me as well. It must have got everyone if they watch it at a certain age. You just didn't want to go to sleep because even though you know it's a film, it's still in the back of your head. Like when you watch like in signs, you don't want to look out your window when it's dark. <laughs> you, know, you know it's stupid, but it gets in your head. It's the Eugene Toomes checking your mailbox, mm. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you say you say about that, but my sister watched Toomes and Squeeze episodes of X Files back in the day. I mean, what was she about seven? <laughs> and we she had to have the air vent in the room um, taped over. Because 
she thought that he was going to come. You know, it's not even when you've seen the air vents in these days, it's like wooden slat with slats in. It's only yeah. one that you could push out from the inside, but still it got in her head. I get it. I do get it, yeah. Uh, Ash, you're up for the Candyman, please. Much like Freddy and you didn't want to go to sleep, after watching Candyman, you didn't want to look in a mirror and you didn't want to say Candyman five times because he's going to come and he is going to hook you to death. <laughs> um, the bees as well and all the honey. It just it's diff- He was very different in the sense of he how he sort of, in the newer one as well, sort of aimed in the urban sort of the streets and the uh, the ghetto-y area. It was very, it was different than most of the other horror films that we've had. And uh, say, so when you've been to watch the film and you're looking in the mirror and you're like, do I say it? Especially when you're younger, just in case he comes and kills you. <laughs> it's left a hell of a cultural imprint, hasn't it, I think, mm. uh, The Candyman. Right, vote time. Um, I'm up first on this one. <clears throat> I think I didn't get into the, the Nightmare films until quite late, to be honest. Whereas I, thought, I already knew about Candyman well before Candyman was really anything that I would have seen, I suppose. Uh, and the fact that Tony Todd will forever be Candyman. And he just to see him like normally in any other film, he's a little bit scary looking. So I think he's... He's perfect as the terrifying Candyman. So I think Candyman edges it for me in this battle. Ash? I don't think I can really go against my co-star in The Last Showing. Available as <laughs> most of bad and unreputable uh, film, re- film streaming sites. So I've got to go with Robert England and I've got to go with Freddy Krueger. Stu? Hmm. This is going to be the one, eh? This is the one we're going to get shit for. Um, <laughs> if, if you get rid of Freddy, you know who's coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched um, Nightmare on Elm Street last year. when to, Well, I watched it again to refresh my, my memory of it because it had been so long um, just to listen to the killing in episode on it. And it was shit, you know. <laughs> it was really, it really doesn't hold up compared to what I remember it as. And whereas Candyman does, and this is this is this is the way I'm deciding it. The, how they hold up in 2022, it's so schlocky now. And obviously, that's kind of the point. But in this battle to the death, Candyman, 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 all along. That is a big hitter to fall at this early stage. I think it's the right choice, though. I mean, I watched um, before the last, the, the rebooted Candyman. I watched all three of the, the OGs. And they do all still stand up really well, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I am surprised. I thought I was going to be the only one saying Candyman on that one. Excellent. Right, so Candyman's gone through. Cookie, Dracula, Xenomorph, Hannibal, Pennywise, Predator... And Mike Myers have all gone through to the next round. So the tournament moves on and we're looking at the quarterfinals. The first quarterfinal is Michael Myers versus the Predator. Ash, I want you to tell me who you think's going through and why the other one isn't as strong. So I want you to tell me the negative of the loser in this one. 
the negative. Oh, God. Uh, I am going to put through, through recency bias, I quite enjoyed Prey. And I, as I said before, I despised Halloween ends. He walks too much, unlike somebody who fell in the last round who can actually run. <laughs> Whereas the Predator is an actual killing machine. He does it for sport. So he don't give a fuck. He will fuck you up and he will use his weapons. So for his lumbersome slowness... I'm taking out Michael Myers. Oof. I was not expecting that from <laughs> you. Um, I'm going to remove the Predator because I think he's had worse films, generally speaking. Uh, Michael Myers is going through for me. I think Michael Myers is a more interesting character. As you say, he's got the, the history. A lot of the the tropes of the genre started in Halloween, and I think that we probably wouldn't be talking about some of the big franchises we have been without Halloween. I think he's a much more important character than Predator, whereas Predator's best film's not even a horror. It's an action film. Um, And the only... one of my issues, like we talk about the recency issue, one of my issues with Prey, I hated the end of Prey. I hated how it all unfolded. It was a little bit too deus ex machina, and that's why I'm going against them on this one. So that's one apiece. Stu, you've got the casting vote on who is going through here. Just because the Halloween films influence a lot of things doesn't mean they're good um, in, terms of, um, in terms of this. I mean, uh, villainous-wise, well, I said the last Predator is, and like I said, the ultimate killing machine and doesn't give a fuck, so. And that whole, the whole thing, it's almost, it's almost unstoppable. I mean, we could have put Terminator in here as well, but it's like, he's a hero in the second one, so it doesn't count anymore. Mm. So, um, it's that whole, he does it for a laugh. Which is, which is twisted. Um, whereas killing for Mike Myers does kill, seem to kill for a reason, on the whole. Wherever tenuous link that is, but yeah, I'm gonna stick with my literal guns and say Predator goes through. Yeah. Another big one falls early. Jeez, this is uh, this is shocking. You forget oh. what film I picked when the wrestler in the uh, wrestler list. I picked Predator as my number one, didn't I? He did. I like, he did. Yeah. I do like. I like the Predator films. Hmm. That's fair. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the next tie is Pennywise the Clown versus Hannibal the Lecter. Uh, Stu, Hannibal or Pennywise? Pennywise. Pennywise all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Twisted, sadistic powers. You ain't getting any again. You get in his head, you're going to come off worse. So Pennywise the Clown, straight through. Yeah, uh, Pennywise for me as well. I, the reason I would pick Pennywise over Hannibal is purely for the fact that he's a shapeshifter. He could make himself Hannibal if he wanted to. He could be absolutely anything he wants to be. Um, Hannibal's got some great films you know, under his belt, and I, I can't knock that at all. 
But in the Mortal Kombat 11 fight-off in this, he doesn't stand a chance, does he? Let's be honest. <laughs> so it's uh, it's Pennywise the clone going through. Ash, clean tweet for Pennywise, I guess. Meh. Meh. <laughs> I'm sticking with Sir Anthony. Sodges. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's the first semi-final de- decided. And it's going to be Predator oh. versus Pennywise. Interesting. Uh, moving on to the other side of the tournament, we'll go to Chucky versus Candyman. Oh. Stu, who's going home here? Who are you sending through and why? Oh, no. Oh. Um, oh, this is this is harder than anything in the last round. Mm, even Robert England, but that's... I'd say, reluctantly, I'm going to have to send home Chucky because at the end of the day, he's still a, a small doll against a huge man. <laughs> and <laughs> with both equally being of the spiritual in some form, yeah, just for size differential, he's going home. Chucky's going home. Oh, it's a knife to my heart, that is. Um, Chucky's going through for me. Like, oh. I, I, I do love Candyman. I think Candyman's great, but I, I can't not pick my boy Chucky. Plus, there's there's like dozens and dozens of Chuckies now, so it wouldn't just be Candyman versus one Chucky. He split his soul into all of them if you're watching the TV series, and that's what I'm pinning my hopes on. Plus, you've got Tiffany as well on his side, and he's... Um, he, he's gender bender son daughter whole thing that's going on as well so it's more than just chucky he's got a whole team to take on the candy man so yeah this is like this is like 100 duck sized horses thing again <laughs> <laughs> ash you've got the uh, the deciding vote on this one mate <laughs> oh let's eliminate him because he's bringing other ones in as well chucky is one in the list. <laughs> Not essence of. I fucking hell. This is actually the probably the hardest one now. I'm gonna go with Candyman. Just that hook will fuck that little rat up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair, fair. Right then, so the final uh, quarter final is Xenomorph versus Count Dracula. Ash, who's going through? Xenomorph. Xenomorph, I think, just because Alien 1 is practically perfect, I think. And the the xenomorph just there's again there's no reasoning with it it's gonna fuck you up if you get in its way so i'm gonna go with uh, yeah i'm going with the xenomorph cool Stu, are you in agreement disagreement what what do you reckon probably just because when you think of it what could dracula do to him and bite him what's that gonna do you mean he's got acid blood (laughs) Again, who's going to come off worse there? 
And as, if he changes into a bat and scuttles around him, what's he going to do? You know what I mean? So uh, against uh, against an uh, an alien who can't be reckoned with, then yeah, see him off easy. Uh, this is the only clean sweep of the quarterfinals. Um, Dracula's got a lot of, or vampires in general have got a lot of films which are just dog shit. So it's really difficult to put anything behind him. Whereas the worst Xenomorph films are still decent, like they're still watchable. Whereas Twilight isn't. So <laughs> I'll, I'll take Xenomorph over fucking Edward Cullen any day. So yeah. <laughs> so that's the Xenomorph Candyman. Uh, Pennywise and Predator, which have gone through to the semi-finals. Right then, the first semi is going to be Predator versus Pennywise. Who's got the best film? Who are you sending home? I mean, you, it can have the best film, but it might not be the one you're sending through. Shoo. Best film, but who's going home? It's part one was superb. Mm-hmm. Absolutely superb. But it was a two-parter and part two wasn't as good. So does that count when when you've got individual films like Predator and Prey being superb? You you can send Pennywise home but still think he's got the best film. I know, that's what I'm thinking. Does he? Um, But again... This is horror and this is not sci-fi action, is it, necessarily? Which is scarier? Someone who hunts but is in mainly action films? <sighs> Against, again, a shape-shifting lunatic clown who, again, could turn into a predator if he wanted to. Prob- <laughs> the best films are probably Predator, but he has to leave. Pennywise goes through. Oh. Ash? I'm still sticking to Predator. I think, again, I'm going to go back with he will pin you down. He will dig in. He will rip your spine out of your body <laughs> and rip your skull out and swing that motherfucker around. <laughs> That's it, it. Might be a sci-fi action film at points, but he's still ripping your spine out, bruh. <laughs> also, also, Predator is the best film of all of those. Mm. The I, OG, uh, the OG. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm still, I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm sending Predator through. Okay, um, I mean Pennywise is going through, obviously, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Um, I I would even say that he's got the best film. I I think the second one is a good film. I just think when it's following up an almost perfect horror, I think that's the issue. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like a, a ten out of ten dropping to a seven out of ten. A bit like um, Dark Knight to Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, if it, if the quality was swapped around, I think you'd be talking about it completely differently. Mm. Whereas I think all of the Predator films are pretty much on an even keel they're probably more consistent but i do think chapter one of it is a damn near perfect horror movie i think it's brilliant and there's some really good scary moments in chapter two which 
I don't feel there's any real min- moments in, in Predator which made me feel even slightly tingly. Like they were just, as you say, it was more action than it was horror. So Pennywise, Pennywise for me. On to the other side of the bracket. So for a place in the final, we've got the Xenomorph versus the Candyman, which is quite, it's not what I was expecting on this side of the bracket at all. I've got to be honest. Uh, Ash, you can kick us off. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's actually really tough. Um, the most recent Candyman film really held up really well. It was a very, very wow. good film. Um, but... Alien 1, again, the OG, is damn near perfect. He still scares you in every film. Even number two is more of an action film. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, Alien 2. Yeah, but it's, it's still the jump scares. The, the games are infinitely scary. So I'm going to go with the xenomorph i think you don't, you don't seem sure there but <laughs> no I, no xenomorph xenomorph yeah okay okay Stu? i've got the same kind of reasoning behind it and all but mm-hmm. there's just something there's just something about candyman cuz it candyman gets in your head and also like psychological horrors much scarier than jump scares, which when we get to the final, regardless, that, that film's got bow. Oh, um, bear in mind, we've just kicked out Predator for being an action film. Alien is not an action film, is it? It's it's horror in space, which is, I mean, yeah. it it's it's that exact thing, and what I said earlier. With the whole, as many ways you can be killed by it, and it doesn't, you can't reason with it. That's it. You can't even look it into its eyes because it has done. Um, yeah, seen them off. Oh, I thought you was going to talk yourself out of it and go to uh, Candyman <laughs> then. Right, okay. I mean, thankfully the pressure's off me because I, I, I was really struggling to think who would I send through here. Um, I, I, I think the latest Candyman is absolutely fantastic film. I think it was superb. It, it's properly my cup of tea in that it's got the layers to it. It's not just a superficial horror. And I don't feel that any of the Candyman, maybe the third one was a little bit iffy of the, the original trilogy, maybe. Um, but I feel that Candyman's got quite, it's steeped in a lot of lore. And I like that kind of shit. But I think the original Alien probably is the best film of all of the the ones we're looking at for a pure horror experience because it is set in space. I think that makes a big difference to it, that it sets you in a in, in a setting that you're not familiar with. So you're immediately unsure of where you are because they're not on planet Earth. And then you've got something coming after it as well, which just it's that added layer of horror on top of it. 
So as much as it pains me, because I I absolutely loved the latest Candyman. I think Alien is a better film, and I think I would be sending uh, Xenomorph through anyway. So the final <laughs> to decide king villain is Pennywise versus the Xenomorph. Um, Stu. Hmm. Oh, who's, who's, right. who's king? Or I queen, have... or queen, or queen, or queen. Yeah. Well, you know what? You have Prometheus, and oh come on, Prometheus gets a lot of shit, and it's actually not that bad, you know. Um, <laughs> but the whole thing about it being in space with the first one and it being out there, Prometheus being on a livable-ish planet, and then having the exit and seeing what he does to other things other than people. That's terrifying. <laughs> and yeah. once it gets out, how do you stop it? You can't, other than fire, maybe. It fucked up literal gods. Yeah. and But then gods were only fucked up because Pennywise wasn't there. And the fact that you spent an hour squirming in your chair... <laughs> and the thought of Pennywise, just the thought of him not even being there in the room with you. I mean, I'm amazed that you haven't got a phone call of him there, but you know, everything's now explained that you haven't. And for a grown man to be so scared of clowns in 2022 is the reason why Pennywise is going to win this because it affects people that shouldn't be affected by it. Alien is terrifying, Xenomorph is terrifying. But there's something intrinsically very wrong about something that's supposed to be very innocent and good being so fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) And then you look at the quality of the films overall and like we said about, what you're talking about, what, 18 out of 20 for two two Mm. it films? You can't say that about the Alien films at all. Um, And I think for pure... Nighttime terror. If you you close your eyes at night, if you watch one one night and one the other, and you close your eyes and you think, hmm, are you going to go to sleep after watching Alien, or are you going to go out to sleep watching it? And we've got the whole shape shifting thing there, so the powers on powers is not an issue here. So we're going on on psychological terror and the quality of the films. Pennywise wins. Ash, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It really doesn't matter. But (laughs) just uh, you can just imagine though, you're walking down any old corridor, and then you hear scuttling up above you, and you go and have a look at what comes at you. But a fucking monstrous thing that's got an extendable jaw and a fucking a fucking, what, a knife, practically a knife that'll just stab straight through you or any part of you. And that's the, that, and that's probably the nicest way you can go out. If you get hit by one of the face huggers, that's arguably worse. You can literally think you're okay. And then, oh shit, your chest has been ripped out by one of them fucking things. <laughs> he took out literal gods in Prometheus, which is not a bad film. Idris Elba pretty much carries that film. And Char- and um, is it Charlie's Theron? Is it Charlie's Theron in that mm. one? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a great bitch in that. Um, and Michael Fassbender's fucking brilliant in that as David. Um, so he is. He is. Um, so they these some of them films get this shit. I know. I, I know. I'm babbling, and I'm fucking. It's it doesn't mean a damn thing. <laughs> Because I know what's going to win, but I'm going for the Xenomorph. Again, I haven't seen an It game. And an It game hasn't scared me as much as the fucking Alien film, Alien games have. Would you play an It game if it happened? I'd have to give it a try because it's it's one of those games that's going to scare you. And I know it would scare me, so you'd have to give it a go. Eating VR? No. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. How would you even make that as a game anyway? Well, well you know, oh, the the um the kitchen and Resident Evil Seven in VR is is something else. Mm. It's like you could just be walking around and you just you could just look down and you can. I'm sure there's an actual VR game anyway of it, but it's like more one of them like cinematic experiences where you're just looking mm. around and you look at his like in the drain and stuff. That sounds horrific. <laughs> Absolutely horrific. Um, it is genuinely a tough choice because we're talking about a perfect film followed by a good film followed by films um, <laughs> against two very, very good films and also the original two, which were like decent, especially for the, t- the period of time that they were actually made and they were good movies. So it is a tough, tough choice, to be honest, but... Stu made a very, very good point. The fact that we're in the year of Dolly Parton 2022 and Ash is still squirming in his seat over (laughs) People aren't scared of aliens. People are terrified of clowns. And you know what clowns are. They're human beings in makeup. But there's something inherently terrifying about the mask that they wear. So Pennywise is the winner. And I, th- I think ultimately it, it's clear for me that he's the winner because the Xenomorph's been let down with some less than good films following the, the original. Pennywise, as you say, uh, as you said about Xenomorph has killed gods, but Pennywise is a god. The Deadlights are a god. As Stu pointed out, he's surprised you haven't got the Funko Pops of it, but I have. I've got dozens of the fuckers in, in the other room. Georgie Denver and, and Bev, I've got those ones like... Georgie Denver, his death, and then his subsequent resurrection within the film, speaking to his brother, it, it hits you on like this horrible level of somewhere deep inside that you didn't know. It is creepy and eerie and just so unsettling. And just to tell a, a strange little story, when I go up into my loft, I've got a little, uh, what do you call it, jack-in-a-box thing just in the, the entrance to my loft. And it, it pops out with Pennywise. He's sat there. So when I, every time I open it, I've got Pennywise staring back at me. And it always makes me giggle because I just think, imagine if that was real, I would be terrified of it. When I when I go up into the loft, I've got a poster of Girls Aloud. <laughs> <laughs> well, that gives I'm, you a very different feeling, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad if anyone was going to win, Tim Curry's won. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that. Tim Curry's won this. 
I mean, in fairness, like both versions of it, the the actors who did it, um, Bill Skarsgård and, and, and Tim Curry, like it's it's difficult to pick who's the best Pennywise because they're both excellent in it. Yeah. So yeah, I think you yeah good point there. Tim Curry just deserves some love. Plus, he was Frankenfurter, and everyone loves the Rocky Horror. Well, yeah. I've got a funny. A fun, to be fair, I, I didn't want I didn't want to say the story because it would have just ended it anyway. But we went on a uh, night out in Bournemouth. This was a long time ago. And we went dressed as wrestlers. And one of my mates knew that I was uh, scared of clowns. But I was dressed as Hulk Hogan. And there was a stag do dressed as clowns. About 12 (laughs) 12 of them. And I was at the bar getting a drink. And he went to them and he said, you see the guy, you see Hulk Hogan over there? I'll give, I'll buy you all a drink. Or every single one of you a drink if you uh, circle him and and <laughs> go in menacingly. <laughs> so I came from the bar and all I saw were twelve clowns circling me. When I tell you that I had a high, uh, they didn't find me. I legged it that quick, and they found me how hyperventilating a street over. <laughs> In fairness, if it was the real Hulk Hogan, I imagine he'd feel very comfortable being surrounded by a bunch of white faces. Wow, there you go. <laughs> uh, so there's our winner. King Pennywise the Clown is the number one horror villain. It's not where I expected it to go. I was prepared to battle for Pennywise because I, I, I do, like, he's one of my absolute top favourites, but I'm glad to see I'm not alone there. Um, obviously, next week we said we'll be doing Red Rock West. Uh, Matt should be back by then, so we'll pick you up, and that will be on Halloween itself, 31st. Please make sure you subscribe to whatever podcatcher that you listen to us on so that you don't miss an episode. And if you could leave us a review, we would love you forever. Make sure you've got us on the Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, I don't know, MySpace, whatever fucking socials that people use nowadays i'm sure we're on there in some way or another so make sure you've got us there so for this week ash thank you very much for joining us would you like to say ta to the people see you guys clowns are the devil's jesters <laughs> Stu, would you like to say goodbye goodbye <laughs> it's goodbye from me and remember be excellent to each other Hi, Georgie.